How do you raise your prices with integrity? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're having the money talk, specifically the how do you raise your prices talk? How do you know if you should be raising your prices talk? And what do you do with all the nerves and all the feelings and all the questions and all the doubts that come with raising your prices? It is not an easy conversation, but what I'm learning and what I'm observing as I talk to more and more business owners about this topic is pricing freezes business owners. It's this obstacle that gets in their way that prevents them either from putting out their offer for the first time, putting out their service, asking for the sale because they're so nervous and worried about what to charge for it that they don't want to put it out there. Or they're so afraid of saying, this is what I charge. This is what I believe I'm worth and ask for the sale because they're so afraid of being told that they're too expensive or someone's going with someone cheaper. I think money becomes emotional for a lot of people when it comes to business, particularly for new business owners. Established business owners have now gone through the cycle a couple of times for themselves, so they know that once they do it, they get to the other side and it gets so much easier. I remember when I was a brick and mortar therapist and I made the decision to no longer accept insurance because I knew I was transitioning to an online um, business and that I didn't want to continue my contracts with the insurance companies. And I knew that I had to tell my clients that they were going to have to go from their $15 to $20 copays or they were going to have to and, and move to um, a reduced price model. And honestly, when I did the, re- I look back on how nervous I was. So most people had like $20, $25 copays. Some people had deductibles and they would be coming to me and paying a little bit more. But most people, they were under $30 And I remember deciding that since I was making the decision to switch to a no insurance model, that it wasn't fair to my current clients. And you can hear the money mindset problems that I had in this decision back then, like I think we're going back like five years now, that because it was me changing my life and my direction, it wasn't fair to my current clients. So I only charge $50 an hour for anybody who is currently seeing me. I said, listen, I know that for some of you, you're not going to even be able to afford that. It's totally understandable, but for those who can, and if you need to move to an every other week model. So you can hear me as I'm talking. I was tripping over myself, making pricing okay for the client. And I don't think I'm alone in that. And I know I'm not the first person to do it. The idea of feeling bad or feeling inconveniencing, like like I've inconvenienced somebody because I want to change my business and now I want to make it better. So I'm just going to accept the absolute minimum that I need in order to get by in order to make it better for the client. I think we've all been there, but I can tell you that already burned out, already like looking to get to the other side and close my business and close up shop, getting paid and taking the pay cut because ultimately I ended up like kind of getting less money than I would have if I had remained an insurance provider. Um, It stung a little bit. It didn't make the work um, any, you know, more rewarding simply because I was being paid privately because the amount of money I was making was less than what I deserved based on my talent, my skill set, and my years of experience. 
that is going to be true regardless if you're working for the man or you're working for yourself. And I think a lot of people think that when it's their own shingle on the door, it's their own name on the brand, they can charge less because at least they're not working for someone. At least all of the money coming in gets to be theirs. And you tell yourself all kinds of stories for why you should charge less than you deserve. And I get it. And here's the thing. And here's where I land with this. And I want to be crystal clear with everybody listening. If you are not comfortable charging a higher number for your services, don't. I would rather you lowball yourself. I would rather you charge less than you deserve than not be doing it, than not put yourself out there. The consequence of that choice, though, is that you are going to be living in the feeling of getting paid less than you deserve. You're actively choosing that feeling by charging less than you're worth. But if you're afraid of putting out a higher number, and that's the thing getting in the way between you and having a product or a business or a service you're offering, then go ahead and lowball yourself because that's what I did. When I came to the online space, and this isn't a good story, but when I came to the online space, um, I was kind of surprised that it didn't happen as quickly um, as I thought it was going to. I think the online marketing really makes the, this idea that running an online business can just happen overnight, that you put yourself out there, you build a website, you say, hey, I do this, and suddenly people are just clamoring in droves to get your services. And I thought that, you know, because people say there are a billion people on the internet, you only need like the smallest dot, dot, dot percentage of people to buy from you in order to make a full-time living. It's just not that simple. So when I came to the space, I'd already at a therapist salary where like I was getting paid by the hour by insurance, like anything that I made in the private fee market was already going to be a pay raise for me. So I lowballed my hourly rate because I thought I had to earn my chops. I thought that I had to get people to know, like, and trust me in order to want to buy from me. And it earned like maybe about eight months or nine months in, I had an opportunity where I kind of got myself in front of a couple of the leaders in the online um, market space. Um, I had been fortunately referred, my name had been put out there, and suddenly names of people whose podcasts that I was listening to, people who are like the keynote speakers at conferences for online business and online marketing were being referred to me for mindset help and um, also a little bit of corporate therapy services at the time as well. And I got like a dream client on the phone who wanted to inquire about my services, wanted to talk to me about what I did and how I served. And I said my, you know, I gave my pitch. I explained how I could help. I gave some insight into where I thought he was struggling. And he said to me flat out, completely directly, listen, I really want to hire you. I think you absolutely are the perfect person to help me but you have lowballed yourself and you're not priced competitively enough in the market. And I don't want a mindset coach who I have to convince their worth to. And I have never forgotten that moment. What it felt like to just be put in my place, to be told the perception of lowballing yourself and how it perce- it's perceived by the potential clients and the leads you're generating. I would really like it 
if you didn't have to have that moment. If you didn't have to sit in that embarrassment, if you didn't have to feel small, if you didn't have to feel like you were a little kid in grown-up land, I really hope I can spare you from that in this conversation. But if you really feel like you can't move, that you can't put a service out there, you're not positive of your worth, you're not confident, then go ahead and lowball yourself. Get the offer out there, get the people who will buy, but remind yourself of the kinds of clients you attract when you price yourself low. That's all you need to think about. That's all you need to be aware of so that you can consciously choose it for yourself and you don't become a victim to that choice. Because right now, you're if you're not pricing yourself, if you're not putting yourself out there because you don't think you're worth a lot because you think there's people with more experience out there than you, if you're telling yourself all kinds of stories for why you're not good enough, why you're not ready, or why nobody will buy from you, then you don't have a business. And I would much rather you have a business than than, um, you know, a mindset gremlin that you're wrestling with. You can always raise your prices later. And that's what I did. And there is a way to do that with integrity. Because here's the thing, just like I made the mistake and lowballed myself and undercharged for the market, I do think that the online world has lost their freaking minds in terms of premium pricing and premium offers. The idea that virtual assistants can get at 45 to $50 an hour when I was offering like graduate level client uh, therapy services really is absurd to me given the types of tasks um, that VAs are expecting like that VAs are doing now are there specialized niche driven um, software experts in the field who are deserving of the $45-$50 an hour because they've put in the time and the training and all of that absolutely there are certainly high level value services that are worth that kind of money. But on average, the internet has lost its mind in online business in terms of premium pricing. So if you don't buy into that, that's okay. What I want you to do is find the number that you think you're worth. Sometimes you're going to find it by <laughs> getting charged less or charging less than what you're worth and sitting in the natural consequence of that. Like when you do a service and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I only got paid this much for that much work, or I had no idea it was going to take me this amount of time, et cetera, et cetera. Like you are going to have to sit in that feeling. You're going to have to learn from that and say, I never want to feel that way again. I never want to feel resentful of the work that I'm doing. So therefore I'm going to, you know, do something else. I'm going to change the rate so that it's better reflective of what I think I earn and what I think I deserve. So something along those lines of making it conscious of learning from what it feels like to undercharge and underprice, I think will help you raise the prices. And the next thing that tends to happen as soon as you make that decision or as soon as you get the nerves in your belly that say you have to, um, you know, get your 
audience on board. You have to prepare them. What are your clients going to think? What are people going to say? All of those thoughts and feelings, you end up stopping yourself at the obstacle of like, how am I going to tell my clients that my pay, my rate is going up? How am I going to explain this? What are people going to think? You're jumping two steps ahead. What I want you to do first is get really clear on the plan. What do you want your new price to be? Why do you want it? And when do you need it effective by? You need to plan this out for yourself so that it's a decision you've made because that's what bosses of businesses do. They raise their rates. They look at the pricing. They look at what the market is asking for. They're looking at what the market is expecting and they're responding to that. That's what you have to do as the boss of your business. Make the plan. Look at if you're taking on new tasks, if you're taking on new responsibilities, are you going to need to hire for help? Are you scaling up and growing as a company? And are you going to need to incorporate those fees and charges into your rate and the cost of your business? You need to look at it from a business plan perspective, but feel dialed in and tight on that before you talk to clients. And then I think a lot of times what happens is people just think that they have to smack the new price out on the website and And then just, you know, like ask for people, um, you know, to pay it next time. What I like to do, particularly in service-based businesses, particularly when previous clients are involved, is just have a conversation to say, hey, I really enjoyed working with you. I love that we were able to accomplish this in the time that we made. And the contract that we had, I was being charged this. I need you to know that effective this date, my prices are going up or my services are changing. I'm no longer off offering this. Instead, I'm offering that. You can expect this kind of service at this kind of rate. I would love it if you could stay with me. I think we have more work to do. I, of course, understand if this is an investment that you can't make at the current time. I support your decision and can help you find the right person if need be. See, that's the script. (laughs) I know it really well because that's the script I had to use when I told people um, I was um, getting out of uh, mental health therapy and closing my practice. So I know it well. Um, But so often people don't raise their prices because they can't think of what to say or, you know, they don't have the words, they don't know how they're going to explain it. So then they don't do it for that reason. So I just took that excuse away from you. That's a script you can use. You can tell people what you want them to think and what they need to know in order to make informed decisions for themselves. The thing I would really pay attention to is that you don't apologize. Don't trip up over yourself saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I know it's an inconvenience. I know this comes at a really bad time. I know that your hot water heater just broke. I know that your car needs to replace. And if you don't mind, and it doesn't really bother you, if you could just pay me this next time, like that doesn't work because that's not what bosses do. And that's not what business owners do. And you're a boss and you're a business owner and you deserve to make the money you feel you're worth beginning, middle, and end. But that means you have to have the direct conversation about it. You can't manipulate people into feeling bad for saying something. And you have to accept that some people are absolutely going to look you in the eye and say too expensive. That 
is part and parcel of the whole thing. Like we get to do that all the time. People do that for all kinds of products and services that are out there. You do it for products and services and investments. I've put out courses and I put out offerings and different programs and hourly rates to people. And people have absolutely from the show and from my private interactions come back and said too expensive. And I'm fine with that because I know the worth and the value that my 20 years of experience have. I know that my graduate level education, my experience running three businesses, watching my dad run his business, consulting with over at this point, a hundred online business owners on their businesses, you know, gives me a seat at the table. And if other people don't agree with that, they're probably not my people. And that's true for you too. That, you know, and that, you know, and it's, it's funny, as I said earlier in this episode about the VAs who charge $50 an hour, and immediately in my head, as I said it out loud, I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to get all the hater emails <laughs> from BAs who feel like they're absolutely worth $50 an hour. But here's the thing. There are VAs that charge $50 an hour and they can go to the table for people who value that service at $50 an hour. I get to be the client and consumer and decide that that's not valuable. And that doesn't mean that the VA should change their prices because Heather Gray thinks it's absurd and obnoxious. They get to charge it and they get to say, well, Heather Gray is just not my people because that's how business works, right? Like I've, I think I've said this before on the show, but I went to a gym that charged an excessive amount for what I would consider under delivery of a lot of gym services. The gym wasn't particularly clean. The classes didn't always start on time. Um, there was a lot I didn't like about it. But the experience once I was in the gym, my best friend went with me. I loved boxing. It was at a convenient time in a convenient location. So yes, I considered consistently felt like I was overpaying for the experience, but I decided the experience was worth it to me. That what I got would be a bigger loss than finding a gym that was more professionally run, more organized, and, um, you know, more sort of reflective of the price it was paying. So you, the price it was charging, you have to know that as the business owner yourself, that people are going to make their own decisions about their own money and And that is none of your business. And that is not a reason to charge a different amount to lower your prices or to apologize. Now, here's the thing is I think sometimes when we talk about raising prices, people think that they can't be human that they can't just recognize that someone genuinely needs their help and their services and they need a break because they genuinely can't afford it. And here's where I land with it. At any given point in time, when I was a brick and mortar therapy owner, I had one pro bono client who I didn't charge anything for, that they could see me, get my help, get my advice, get my services. And when that per- person finished with me, I would take on another one. And I all, that was just my standard business practice. So now that I've moved online and now that I have the ability to help more people and the ways I can make income are um, multiplied a little bit and a little bit larger, um, I now have a three reduced fee model so that at any point in time, I'm willing to accept three people who see me at a reduced fee. 
Now, I don't advertise that. I just did on the podcast. But like you won't see it on my website. You won't see it on my social media accounts. I privately know it as a business owner that some people deserve a break, that some people need a handout and a help up. And I'm that person to do it. And I tell them, I'll say, you know, right now I am at a three person reduced fee model. I currently already have three people using those slots. What I'd really like to do is put you on a waiting list so that when one of those slots, you know, free up, I'll give you a call. And if you're still stuck and struggling and you want my two cents, we can, you know, get you started then. And that way I know that I'm charging my worth to the people who can afford me, but that I'm not forgetting that some people really do want and need my help and that they genuinely can't. That's my own policy and procedure and that's the way I navigate it for myself. You get to choose your own policy and procedure, but I will promise you, promise you, promise you, if you repeatedly give yourself away, if you repeatedly reduce the fee, you were always going to feel less than. And if you lead a pricing conversation with an offer to reduce the fee before someone has said they can't afford it, the boss should kick you in the ass. Beginning, middle, and end. I can't tell you how often I see that happening. How often people will suddenly turn their brand spanking new product or service into a beta offering or into a trial run or into a, you can do this for free in exchange for a testimonial. If you are reducing your fee, you want to do it with mindful intention before you've had any kind of conversation. You want to know that that's the way you move through the world. Otherwise, you're just like dropping the ball. You are skirting around the issue. You're avoiding the hard conversation and you're not showing up as the boss. Remember what the boss of your business would do. The companies we buy from, the places we purchase from, the, all of that. Nobody apologizes <laughs> for the cost going up. I remember <laughs> when I was a college freshman. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I hate when I cough on the podcast for you guys. But I remember when I was a college freshman, I could go to the movies for six fifty. These days you can't get into a matinee for six fifty. You can barely get a bottle of water for six fifty. And at no point in time has a movie theater ever pulled me aside and said, Hey Heather, I know you used to be able to go to downtown Boston and sit in the nicest movie theater for six fifty. I know that that's not what we're offering you today. I'm so sorry, but I hope you enjoy the meeting the movie anyway. Anyway, nobody's doing that because that's not what bosses do. So I want you to think about how you're presenting yourself, how you're showing up, how you're having the sales conversation. And my guess is that's probably another discussion for a separate podcast. Otherwise, this is going to be a marathon episode that nobody needs to to hear. But I want you to think about how you're presenting, how you're putting it out there. You can get the plan together, be clear on your rationale, get centered for yourself, and then tell your audience what you need them to know. This is how to reach me. This is how to find me. This is what I'm offering. This is, you know, what you can expect. And I look forward to having you on beginning, middle and end. Keep it simple. So don't overthink. Get yourself out there. Put the product or service out into the world. You can deal with the natural consequence of undercharging later, but get it out there. And then when you know and own your worth, that you're deserving more, go ahead and raise that price unapologetically. 
I totally believe you can. Thanks so much for listening to this conversation today. I hope I've challenged you to think differently about your own business. I hope I'm giving you an opportunity here to look at how you run your business, how you put yourself out there and how you present and to see whether or not you're doing it as the boss. Give that one some thought as you head into the rest of your day. Thanks so much for talking to me today. Bye for now.